as we wrap it up pretty much, uh, we got another 10 minutes of the show because I do have a call that I want to play for you. Hey, it's very interesting thing. Sorry for that. Cocaine was found at the White House. What do you have to say about that? So I had a debate with uh, Tom Ronick. I want you to hear it, where we spoke about the cocaine that was found at the White House and how it's got to be a staff member or a Biden family member, as I see it, pretty obvious. And then we're going to play a full call that I had with Paul, what's his name? Paul McGeyser, he was filling in for Jimmy Fallon. Pretty long call. We got into a lot of stuff about this primary campaign, back and forth, real fast. We mentioned that dogs should be in the race on the Democratic side of the aisle. They'd be better candidates than Joe Biden is. And uh, it's a reasonable argument to make. <laughs> Here we go uh, with Tom Aronik about the cocaine found at the White House. You had, uh, th- it's not such a big deal the cocaine being in the White House as it is the Secret Service covering it up. I don't think Secret Service covered up. They're trying to find out who did it. I mean, I I don't think that is... You're telling me in the White House with the top security cameras at this point they can't find out who did it and the the media, the fake news media, they're in on this and they're saying we're never going to know. What does that mean? You you can't find out who left that bag there? I mean, seriously, come on, what's going on? This is surely a cover-up. This is Hunter Biden. It wouldn't be so serious. I don't agree with that. I think they're, they're trying to what figure out who did it. Do you think that the Secret Service is so stupid that with all the equipment and experience they have in securing the president, they can't find out who this person is? And what about the messaging that's coming out of this? It sounds like the Secret Service people and the people in this administration are on the on the substance that they found because they where the cocaine was. What's up with that mixed messaging? I have no idea, but again, the fact of the matter is, somebody brought it in, and I don't believe there's any cover-up. They're simply trying to figure out what the heck happened. Anyway, we're going to find out more. There certainly is not going away. Is it easier for a visitor to bring it in without being checked, or is it easier for a family member or a staff member? I don't think there's any difference, because my understanding is to where they both come in is into the same basic area. Okay. Now, 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 staff are coming in Monday through Friday. But Bastion Gorka was in the administration of Trump, I heard him say that he was uh, one of the you know, senior officials over there, and he was able to go without any security. If you're a visitor, you go through that, you got to enter your pockets, you got to go through a metal detector. There's a, a serious system. Oh, I understand. I mean, I, I, that's not the case. If you're a staff member, that's not the case. Uh, does it make more sense that it was a family member and a staff member? I, I think it does. It, it may very well be, but again, it, it, I, I think they're going to have to figure that out. All right. We're talking about that another time. And- All right, so when it comes to the cocaine, two things that should stand out. Number one, why is the Secret Service covering it up? They're not saying who left the bag, right? <laughs> I mean, if a visitor left it, wouldn't they come out and tell us who it was and hold that person accountable? They got cameras all over. You can surely find out, unless it's a staffer or someone from the Biden family. And the fact that they're not coming out and saying who it was at this point in time, days after they found the cocaine, tells you that uh, it's pretty much probably someone from the staff or a family member. And I, eventually they might frame somebody, some visitor, and say that that was that person. But if at this point in time they still haven't come out with who it was, then I'm pretty confident that it was uh, Hunter Biden or a family member or a staff member. And then the other point you heard here is the fact that uh, the suspicions should fall more on a staff member or a family member because they can go in with the cocaine without being checked without going through a security check. If you're a visitor, you've got to empty out your pockets, and they're truly on, during the security check with the visitors and tourers, 
tourists at the White House, they would find the cocaine in their pockets or wherever they had it, and it wouldn't end up in the cubby. But they keep on changing people from this administration. They, they, they change their mind with where the cocaine is, and they say, hey, it's, uh, it was at the East Wing, now it was at the library. Why are they doing that? Because originally it was found at, we heard, in the White House next to the Oval Office, which seems like a family member or a staffer did it because they're the ones that can get so close to the Oval Office. Then it moved on to the library where tourists can go in, and it seems that's why we have this mixed messaging. And uh, here's a short cut from Corinne Jean-Pierre, who always says, ask somebody else. No, you're the press secretary. Oh, she's also on the substance, also on the cocaine. It's not even so surprising that they found cocaine at the White House because, I mean, it's starting to make sense. I always knew that Joe Biden was in some form of uh, something, some kind of injection or else, and now we know it's cocaine. It's not so surprising. Calm down, everybody. What are you going to so hysterical about? We knew this was going on from the vice president of cackles and wackles. It makes no sense at all. To the press secretary who says, ask somebody else. Well, you're the press secretary. You're the one that's supposed to. No, no, no. Ask somebody else. Oh, my God. Listen to, to the. Someone asked the press secretary, uh, if the, the person who bought the cocaine, and should that person be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law for bringing cocaine into the White House, which is a deadly substance and it's illegal to have? What did Karine Jean-Pierre say? Here's what she said. And it's pretty surprising, but it is what she said because she is setting it up that if it does come out that it's Hunter Biden, that uh, you shouldn't be able to say, hey, the press secretary said that the person should be held accountable to the full extent of the law. Why is, and she's a part of the Biden administration, and even she agrees that Hunter Biden should be held accountable. Here's what she said. The uh, cocaine into the White House. Does the White House support the prosecution of this individual? I'm just not going to get into hypotheticals from here. Let let the Secret Service do their job. Hypothetical. Just say yes. We're all accountable. That's an indication as well. Now, finally, as we wrap it up, we've got a long call right here with Paul Gleiser is his name. Guy from Texas filling in for Jimmy Fallon, great host and broadcaster. You want here first? We got a call with Jimmy Fallon about the cocaine at the White House. Here's another point that was made. You know, I had to throw it into the show because. I already had the show recorded. I had to pull right afterwards. I'm just dumping this in in a second. So if it sounds like we're patching together stuff, well, we are. But about the cocaine, I I wanted to say I, I think that they're going to frame somebody because they haven't come out and shown out with who it was. It has to be a staff member or a family member because they know who it was. They knew who it was from the beginning, and if they're saying now that they're going to tell us who it was. They're not going to say it's Hunter Biden. And they're moving the evidence around. It's like they're saying, hey, it was over here, it was over there. Yeah. And it sounds like they're setting it up to frame someone. That's what I think. I, I am with you a thousand percent. There's no world where I can believe whatever they end up telling us. They're obviously not going to tell us a family right. member. But there's no world where I'll believe it because the story's changed too many times. And this was a mm-hmm. situation. It's the White House. They know who did it within five minutes. Okay, they could go right. look cameras, everything else. So the point is there's been an effort going on to let this drift back out to sea and hope people would forget about it, and most of the media has. Uh, But that coupled with the fact that if it was somebody that would not be of consequence to them, okay, they knew whose it was the day they found it is the point. And if it didn't reflect negatively on them, they would have just outed the person already. You know, if a reporter shows up with cocaine, that doesn't embarrass the White House. If a staffer shows up with cocaine, it doesn't embarrass the White House. But if someone who lives in the White House shows up with cocaine, now you got a problem. I hear this call. Very, very interesting conversation with back and forth from both sides of the aisle. That's how it sounded. Good start. Thank you. And we'll end it up. End it off in that way. Have a good one. 
Yeah, if you're asking, like, who would be the best Democratic nominee for me as a Republican, it would definitely be Joe Biden. I mean, he's the most beatable, 100%. Uh, and you, it's not you, just because of his... Yeah, you don't think he could mop really? the floor? You don't, yeah, I, I hear you don't think he could mop the floor if it were uh, Kamala Harris? I think she's just as beatable as him, but he's the number one before her, that I'd say. But uh, she's definitely not going to be the Democratic nominee. She's just as, as bad as, as Biden or even, you know, less coherent. And she's not even this old physical mess that you could say, hey, she's just old, and that's why she's reacting this way. Uh, but I would actually vote for, if JFK was the Democratic nominee, I would vote for him even as opposed to President Trump, just because I think that if he would become a Democratic president like, like JFK, uh, that would totally change the direction of the Democratic Party, but uh, he's not going to become the nominee, and, and if he would become the nominee, that would mean that the Democratic Party already changed the direction the primary. Uh, so he's, he's definitely not going to make it. Uh, but, you know, I think uh, Gavin Newsom, uh, he would be a, a threat even possibly to Ron DeSantis because he, he's a pretty sharp guy. I didn't know that he's that smart until I saw the interview with Sean Hannity. Yeah, the, the interview with Sean Hannity, I, that, that really got my attention. I said, this guy's good. He's talented. Uh, you know, he I thought he was just the looks. I thought he was just a, another politician that had connections because he was a relative. This guy's pretty smart. Uh, but... The thing is that he's not that controllable. But the handlers, they love this Joe Biden presidency. They got all their stuff in there, didn't get any of the blame, and, and they were able to control Joe Biden. Uh, I, I seriously, I said this to somebody else from this show uh, that was hosting in uh, two weeks ago. I seriously think that if it's not Joe Biden, there's a big chance it's going to be John Fetterman. Because he's controllable. He could tell him what to do. They're not going to say, hey, he's not a part of the administration. Uh, <laughs> They can't. They can't put Fetterman. I mean, my my, my dog Sully could be Fetterman. <laughs> Sully's a great I mean, shepherd. He's a gorgeous guy. I mean, he's really, really good. The way he'd get the women's vote for sure. Okay. Sully's so that, so gorgeous, <laughs> and yeah, he he would be John Fetterman. You know, that could be a good choice for the Democrats. You take a dog, they're way more obeying than even Joe Biden, and you say, hey, look at this beautiful puppy, and make great decisions, and you don't know everything on the dog. That would be a pretty good way to go about it. I mean, Joe Biden is not, is not much better in terms of doing anything than that. Uh, I mean, you just look at how screwed up he is. It's not even surprising that they found the cocaine at the White House. I was like, hey, we finally know exactly what they give Joe Biden whenever he goes out to the public, because otherwise he'd be totally dead in terms of enthusiasm and energy. Well, let's take the two things you just brought up. Number one, they find cocaine in, in the West Wing of the White House. That's, that's insane. That's crazy. We have come to this, really? There's cocaine in the West? And imagine, just imagine, if that cocaine had been found, say, in the George W. Bush White House, or, or certainly the Donald Trump White House. Can, can you just imagine the incandescent glow that would be coming off the media if that, this had happened with Trump or, or George W. Bush or any Republican in the White House? They'd be beside themselves. Uh, this cocaine is a, it's a deadly substance, and if it was in, under the Trump administration where they found it, they said they got impeached President Trump for bringing a, a, a poisonous thing and he wanted to kill people in the White House. That's what, they blame it on Trump and say, hey, we've got to impeach, impeach him again for this because he's the one that has the most clearance and he, he can get in the easiest without a you know, full security check. But if, if they haven't come out by now, I don't have to wait longer for them to come out and say who 
the cocaine person was that brought it in. If, if at this point the Secret Service hasn't found out who it was, then they, they certainly know, and they're just not telling us. And it's very I possibly doubt, Hunter I, Biden or someone else from the family. I doubt they'll ever tell us. I, I doubt that we'll ever know. They'll say it's been dealt with, and that'll be the end of it. This story's not going to last very long because they're going to kill it. It's just, it's just not going to hang around very long. But let's go back to what you're talking about before I let you go, um, Alex. Let's go back to you talking about RFK Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Jack Kennedy's nephew, President Kennedy. Um, he, he, unlike today's Democrats, very frequently says things that are actually sane. I mean, actual, coherent commonsensical things come out of Robert F. Kennedy's mouth. You know, and I, I, he's too liberal for me. I still wouldn't vote for him. I don't, I, he's, he's still, a, he's still a, a way too liberal for me to ever consider voting for. But he's not crazy. He's not completely off the charts insane. And he is reflective of his uncle's Democratic Party. There's the thing about... Jack Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, who was the president of the United States for what, the three years before he was cut down, the thing about him was, if he, is, if he were to run today, it'd be hard for him to run as a Democrat because the Democratic Party is way, way, way farther left than he was as president. He cut taxes. He was a, and he was very adamant about cutting taxes. He was very, very pro-American and very openly and unabashedly patriotic, and he was very staunchly anti-communist, and he was very staunchly pro-American military. He, he wanted a strong U.S. military. He was the kind of, uh, kind of guy now that would be a moderate Republican rather than a Democrat. So RFK, the reason I didn't bring him up in the setup of the show, the monologue, is I don't think there's just any chance at all that the uh, Democrats would, uh, would put him up uh, is the nominee? He's just not far left enough. He's not crazy enough for them. Right, but it is it is extremely surprising that he's polling at twenty percent. I thought the Democratic Party was way way farther left, and I thought they maybe have like five percent at this point in time that that are moderate. It's just surprising that he got those twenty percent. But the old Democratic Party, they they were people of different opinions, right? They they had their opinions that they believed in, like JFK, and they just had a different opinion, and it was a more liberal opinion. But now what you have with the Democratic Party, they're socialist, communists, and they want to do whatever they want, and they justify it. They, they say, hey, we'll just force you to do what we want you to do, and we'll say it's the right thing. Like, even Bidenomics, so he screws up the economy, and he says it's good because that's what he wants Democrats to believe in, and some Democrats buy it because Joe Biden says he loves them, so he got to love us, right, because he has this... He has a pretty decent smile, and that's what it all comes down to. It's become a party of a notion, and that's how the Democratic establishment gets their voters. They play around. They, they freak out black people. They, they use drama and emotion to get their people in uh, to vote for them. But uh, this economics thing, it's just another example of them screwing something up, just giving a good name. So they did this with some bills, like the, like the infrastructure bill, the inflation reduction bill, which increases inflation. They just gave it a name that's good. The inflation, reduction Act, the, the inflation reduction Act was, in fact, a climate change bill. They just stuck a name on it. They said, oh, well, I'm for reducing inflation. Yeah, I'm for that. It had nothing to do with reducing inflation. It was a climate change bill. They just gave it a bogus name. 
It was the opposite of what the name was. It was an in increasing inflation bill yes. to put, you know, doing uh, environment stuff, whatever that they wanted to do with that bill. But I just want to say this last thing about Bidenomics. It is the wrong uh, campaign slogan to have. I mean, if I was President Trump, I thought I'd have signed Bidenomics. Do you want more of it? Yeah. I, if, if he's doing the job for us to some extent. So thank you, Joe Biden. If I was him and I put, want to put out a good campaign slogan, it'd be, I'll be sleeping two hours more in jail if you vote for me in 2024. Because the best thing about this presidency is that Joe Biden sleeps a lot. Because when he sleeps, he can't sign executive orders and do those disastrous things that he's doing. All right. So, hey, Alex, so bottom line, you want, to see, you want to see Biden on the ticket for the Democrats you no, want to run against him. That's your bottom line. Sure, I'd, I'd be my best lunch for sure. Okay, very good. Hey, Alex, good stuff. 888. Hey,